What's up, Jets fans, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Jets Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, Connor Sheeran. Connor, we have a special guest this week. You we want do. To intro- you want to introduce him? Sure. I'll introduce him. Today, we have our glorious super producer, Nick. I don't know. Is it Nick Zaharis? Is that how I say your last name? Zararis. Nobody ever Zararis. gets it the first try. Nobody gets it the first try. It's the same, yeah, it's the same thing with spelling my first name. No one yeah. gets it right the first time. <laughs> but we're glad to have you on the show. And it's a great it's a great uh, thing for us because it's provide you provide a nice outsider's perspective because you're not a Jet fan. Yeah. 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 Nick, welcome. Thank you for having me. I kind of bullied my way on here because I went to the last two Jet games and I wanted to talk about Zach Wilson because I actually saw some things that I liked and I thought were meaningful signs of progress. So I'm happy to be here as a resource. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I agree with you. We've we've seen some improvement from Zach Wilson. Um, And let's just start. Let's just start there. Um, Well, you know what? No, we're not starting there. No, no. You know, we're starting. I just have one thing to say. Extend Braxton Berrios. Yes. Agreed. The man right. has earned his. Extend his the man. Extend so, the if, man. If Joe Douglas, if you can extend John Franklin Myers in season, there's no reason you shouldn't be on the phone with Berrios's agent and bringing this man back. Right. Yes. Right. Meow. No excuse. No excuse. Joe Day. Yeah. Make it. Make it happen. Extend him. Right. Meow. Um. All right. Yeah. So that's where we're gonna start. Uh, extend Braxton Barrios. Now we can go to Zach Wilson. Okay. okay. So he's looked good. He he's looked um like so like last week he had like a hundred passing yards, right? And that wasn't exactly um I wouldn't say that was good. Uh but he he's gone four straight weeks, I believe, and I think it's I think it's five starts. Four 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 or five starts now. Is it five five weeks in a row? Or four, four, weeks it's four straight it's four straight games and what was the I tweeted the stat this morning. Four straight games and 158 passing attempts since he yeah. started the reception. That is legitimately good. That That is something that when you go through a stat like that, you see names like Aaron Rodgers um, and Tom Brady. Uh, and that's something that, we never got with Sam Darnold, who, by the way, uh, was back yesterday and looks hor- horrendous uh, as, as, he, as he does. It um, sucks because I, I, sometimes I go in as like, you know, like there's the meme of like the guy looking through the window, like sickos. <laughs> that guy. I, I'll go into like Panthers tweets and just see the replies of Panther fans just saying it's like, well, he's got no offensive line. Who's he throwing to? And I'm like, guys, sound like it's like I'm looking. Th- I'm like through the looking glass. I'm like that was us for three seasons. Like this is this is scary. <laughs> I um, you know how low the bar is for us right now. I was watching him yesterday, and I'm like, oh, he bounced a screen pass. We don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we did a few weeks ago. Not anymore. <laughs> we're, we're we're beyond that now. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, he's 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 gotten past that since the injuries. Uh, he's he's come back and he's played really well. Um, I I want to see more touchdown passes from him. Obviously, I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not exactly throwing to you know, like Chris Godwin and, and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown for a half. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> and Gronk, Gronk had over hundred yeah. yards, hundred receiving yards yesterday. 
real Man. quick, real quick. We need to talk about this because you were there. Nick, can you can you walk us through the whole Antonio Brown thing? Like what? What? Where were you in the stadium? When did you first realize what was happening? And just just the floor is yours, my friend. Okay, so I was on the opposite end zone. So you know how he was running through the end zone and like yeah. with his shirt off and his arms up in the air? That was the opposite end zone. And until I heard the murmur on that end of the stadium, I wasn't looking down there. I was looking where on the sidelines where the huddle was, kind of figuring out what was going on. And I was I saw somebody running through the end zone without a shirt on, and I thought it was a streaker. I thought somebody ran on the field and was about to get tackled by security. And then they security went up. Security the thought it was too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember them saying that. Yeah, that's really what I thought it was until I was on Twitter during, I think, the end of the third quarter, like that minute or two where they're changing ends of the field. And I was scrolling down on Twitter and I was like, oh, it was Antonio Brown. And yeah, and that was really that made a lot of sense. And it's weird because Tampa was even though it was a two score game, I mean, I kind of feel like even you guys at some point are we know Tom Brady's going to make this a game. We don't know sure. how close, but I just kind of assumed like he was hurt and he was pissed they weren't letting him back in the game or whatever something to that effect and i don't know whose story i believe right now right now the albert breer narr- not albert breer the one rap- what rap report said on nfl network this morning was that the buccaneers wanted him to go back in but he said he didn't feel good enough to go back in and that was really that's what they were arguing about and antonio brown just and at one point arians is like all right leave and antonio brown was like okay leave and started taking his clothes off and left yeah, I mean, Bruce Arians said post games like, "Yeah, I asked him to go back in the game, and he refused." Yeah, and I've never. And he's Arians has been in the league for 40, 50 years. Yeah. He's, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I've never seen that happen before." And like, I've ever. never. I I can't. If, I I can't remember the last time something like that's happened. I mean, maybe that, a player refused to go back in, but never take the pads off and like literally leave the game. Yeah, we've seen some weird stuff the last like couple of weeks, just in general. Yeah. Like we're like players like getting into fights on the sidelines with like their teammates and everything. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey punches a punched <laughs> a ram in the head. That's yeah, and, la- and, like... and last week there was another fight <laughs> on the sideline between the um guys on the football team. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But this is that was this was this was way weirder. This that was bizarre. And like, <laughs> yeah. thank God. Uh, I was facing. Thank God, like. I feel, I mean, I feel bad because something is obviously, you know, Antonio Brown's got his issues. I think we're all very aware of that. And, you know, it's sad to see it at the same time. And I feel, like I said, I feel bad saying this, but that happening does kind of like, as far as the NFL is concerned, takes away from the uh, end with the bad Jets play call and then blowing it at the end of the game. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, that would be what everyone was talking about. Like, what the fuck were the Jets thinking with a quarterback sneak on fourth and two? I mean, we'll get to that, but like, you know, that's definitely masking uh, that whole thing happening at the end a little bit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too upset that 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 masks that a little bit. Um, but let's continue to talk about Zach Wilson. So, Nick, you were there. You've been. You've seen him play for two straight games in person now. Uh, what what is it about him that has uh, piqued your interest and and you know you you wanted to come on the show to talk about him? I was very high on him coming into the draft last year. I I very much saw why Joe Douglas said this is the guy I want. 
the arm talent is the one thing you can't teach. It's the very cliche thing. It's why they always used to say in basketball, you take the big man over the point guard because you can't teach size. We can teach a big man how to get better. And they're slowly but surely getting Zach more comfortable. And I think that is what's encouraging is the game is it's not as fast for him right now. He's slowly but surely kind of finding a nice rhythm where he knows where the ball needs to go. And if it's not there, he's not immediately panicking. He's not, he's not having happy feet. He's not leaving a clean pocket. He's standing in there and he's waiting for, he's going to his next read, trying to find somebody who's open. And then the last two weeks we've seen a little bit more of a willingness to run with the ball when mm-hmm. there's nothing there. And I think that's something that can definitely incorporate a little bit more with him, especially in those kind of short yardage situations where you're looking at a third and three, third and two, where you can encourage him, roll out of the pocket, use your mobility, you're athletic enough where you can keep a play going. Just don't try to do too much. And right now I can say he's playing within what they're asking him to do in a way he wasn't earlier in the season, where earlier in the season, if it, his first read was not there, he was panicking. He was bailing out of the pocket. He was throwing it into bad windows. And yesterday, he made some really nice tight window throws where oh, yeah. at one point, there was a throw over the middle to, I think it was Berrios, in two guys around Berrios. And I was like, he shouldn't have done that. And hit him right in the chest, and no defender touched it. And it was that was a really impressive throw. That's something that only a guy like Wilson with that arm can make that throw. He was making a lot of tight window throws yesterday that yeah. a lot of the, most of the season you, you see him make that throw and you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then he yeah. hits it and you're like, yes, it's a no, no, no. Yes. Got a throw. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's the J.R. Smith as, yes. as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. um, right. So I think that you, you, you make, you make a good point that he, he just looks more comfortable um the happy feet aren't there he's going through his progressions when he doesn't have something he's throwing it away that was something yesterday i really did notice where Mm -hmm. um even when he was getting out of the pocket he likes to make things happen and he would just throw it away uh and and that's that's a big step for a young quarterback because when you're a young quarterback who comes into a situation like this you have all the pressure to be the man you have all the pressure to be to turn the franchise around um and it seems like he's really coming into his own a little bit and things are slowing down for him. Um, Obviously you wish it happened in like two to three weeks into the season. Um, But football fans are an impatient bunch. And and Jets fans are a very impatient bunch. Yeah. And Jets fans are even more impatient than most football fans. So it's really good to see that he's doing this and it's not just really good for him to see that he's doing this. It's really good to see that he's doing this with the weapons that he currently (laughs) has. Yeah. Uh, he's throwing to Braxton Berrios and Keelan Cole and Jeff Smith and Kenny Yaboa, who looked good yesterday. So uh, Daniel Brown, JMU grad. You see that yeah. jump? See that yeah. hop he, sh- he shouldn't have made? <laughs> he got hurt on that play. <laughs> yeah, he did. I don't know who the color the color guy was yesterday because I don't really know the Fox announcers as much as much as the CBS guys. But he was just like, it's like I mean, he's got ups, but he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, have done was, that. Um, who were the announcers? It was Chris something yeah. old old guy who's old guy and i chris myers and um, chris myers and uh yeah i forget who the color guy was charles davis no not charles no. davis works with kevin burkhart um yeah. i forgot I, I mean know. like whoever it was i mean he was he was like there was like right after the antonio up. brown thing happened he was like going off for like a solid 10 minutes like that was like almost the only thing he was talking about 
Like he was like, like this is disgusting. This Bill is Romanowski. Disgusting. That was Bill there's, Romanowski? No way. There, there's no way it was Bill Romanowski. Bill Romanowski hasn't done TV in forever. I was going to say, was it Schlereth? Because usually they stick Schlereth with somebody in one of these alternate NFC games where there's nobody particularly good. So I've been, as a Giant fan this year, I've had Schlereth call like six Giant games and each and every oh, time. Oh, sorry, just... that's 2005? Why is it yeah. 2005? What? Let's see. I think I have it here. Are you serious? Um, Chris Myers is paired Darryl with... Johnston. Daryl Johnson. Oh, the moose. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, he was like, even Chris Myers was like, obviously as like the play-by-play guy trying to keep it the focus on the game. But Daryl Johnston was just like, it was like, that was the only thing he wanted to talk about. (laughs) You know? Jesus. Yeah. All right. So, um, I forgot where I was going with this, honestly, because we, I got distracted by. Yeah. Oh, I think it's more like the, stuff about Wilson making smarter plays and smarter yeah. throws. I think there was really there's really only like three throws I think that I usually like every week I'll there's like I forget which account does it, but makes a video of all of Wilson's throws from every game. There's only like three noticeably bad ones. There was the one towards the end of the first half that was almost intercepted. It was dropped on the, on the, by on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was, what, was that was an example of him trying to do too much. And then there was another one where uh, it's kind of the same thing. He like heaved the ball downfield, and it was I forget who the receiver was, but the receiver basically played defensive back and kind of like knocked it out of. Was that the, the one where he was running running yeah. to his left and yeah. he threw it down the sideline? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the first one, I think that was just a good play by the cornerback. It was um, yeah, it was both. It was more of like bit. it was more just like an extremely tight window that yeah. You know, And he's shown that he can do it, you know, like he did it all day practically yesterday. So it's, it's not a matter of, can he do it? It was just, maybe we just don't do it all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing, so this off season is going to be big for a lot of reasons, but I think that with the progress that we've seen the last couple of weeks, um, it has me even more excited now to see how Joe Douglas addresses the offense um, because I think we can all agree that the defense needs more, more work mm-hmm. uh, than the offense. Um, and I think that's going to be the focus of the, the early round picks that we have is going to be defense um, unless he decides to take an offensive lineman late and, or I guess it wouldn't be late. It'd be like the seventh pick at this point. Um, <laughs> thank you, Seattle. Thank you, Seattle. Thank you, Jamal uh, Adams. Go um, Arizona next week. Big time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but um, I'm, I'm interested to see who we add offensively because we're going to get you're going to get Corey Davis back and you're going to get Elijah Moore back. But I think it's very clear Denzel Mims is we I mean, need to get a see him play a snap on Sunday. DJ Montgomery played more snaps than him yesterday. Yeah, and so, so. Denzel Mims is probably going to get cut after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's not even like a scouting thing. Like, like they, oh, they missed on Denzel Mims. That's like Denzel Mims, like missed on himself. Like he just, like, it's, it's very obvious. Like I've seen video of him, like doing drills at train, like at, at, not at camp, at a practice. And like, it, it's literally the ladder. It was a video of the a player, the wide receivers right. doing the ladder, the ladder, um, like just basic high knees. <laughs> like it's so simple. Like, you know, you just fucking get one foot in each thing. 
and like everybody did it like really seriously and then he was just going through the fucking motions mm-hmm. and like that right there just shows you like the guy doesn't give a fuck like he 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 may like claim that he gives a fuck but like he's just relying on like his like pure athleticism and and like his quote-unquote god-given talent to get him by when he's not actually putting the work in uh, i mean the guy didn't know the playbook that's why he wasn't playing um early on so that that's all you need to know about denzel mims um just as dead just as dead to me as Stephen hill is um <laughs> like, never... like i said to you last week Stephen hill at least had some touchdowns under his belt yeah Connor <laughs> mcdermott at offensive lineman has more touchdowns has more receiving touchdowns than denzel mims does yeah so. but anyway the the, the 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 fact of the matter is it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of uh depth we add what kind of do we add a top of the line guy um you know i mean obviously you know the only top of the line real guy is Devonte adams but and i doubt we, we we get a guy like that um but it'll be it'll be nice to see like do we do we get like a Jahan dotson in the second round um something like that uh, or, with, uh why do i always forget his name williams from alabama jameson williams jameson williams we go with him in the top 10 you know, it's one of those probably not. I, I'd rather go with a wide receiver from Ohio State. You know, the the, the school that he transferred from because he couldn't get a, he couldn't start. Um, hey, like all I'm saying is like you know, is Smith and Jigba gonna be in the draft? Nick, you yeah. know more. No. He's got one more year. Damn, he's got one more year. There, there's a lot. I don't of like. Guys. I don't like Olave. So like Drake Drake London, the USC receiver, yeah. could be a decent uh, right. But he, he 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 got yeah. Well, he's in the fall because he got hurt. Yeah. So like that's, that's what I, you can get later. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's talk more about Zach. Um, we have a, we have a game against Buffalo coming up. Um, is there, is what are we looking for to see, like for him to end the season? What's going to make you satisfied? Uh, Connor, since you're the Jets fan here. Um, I mean, I'm not, then again, I wasn't expecting no turnovers from yesterday and the fact that he made it through the game with throwing no picks, didn't fumble the ball. Uh, and Tom Brady threw the only interception. Yeah. Um, by the way, I need to, you know, I, I think you oh, yes. you're, you're a Sal guy, Jesse. Um, yes. Uh, what the fuck was that yesterday? <laughs> Brandon Eccles is a rookie. He's playing, he intercepts the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's like, you know what? I want a memento. And he goes and he gets it signed by Tom Brady. And that's like, the sign of being it's like a sign of being pathetic or something like that wait hold on i'm a, I'm a who guy you said sal who is it what is that his name guy from the fan overnight guy from the fan oh lakata is sal yeah. lakata is that his yeah. name yeah so. he was giving he was he was giving people shit he was giving, he was giving shit for that yeah he was giving brandon uncle shit he said it, he called it pathetic i wouldn't call i wouldn't say i'm a sal guy it's just happy oh, to be somebody i no, it's, he's right, just a guy that's on the fan that I listen to. I, I like Maggie and Moose better than Sal, who Sal yeah. took over for them for the time yeah. being. I mean, it was just – it was such a weird thing. I mean, all It's a boomer the, take. It's a yeah, boomer old yeah. man take. And also, I mean, not to get off topic here, I just want to say it. I mean, because, Jesse, you and I – No, no, like, no. No, let's bring it up. Bring it up. You, you and I spent like 15 minutes yesterday, like last week defending the media. Now I need to go in on portions of the media, not the beat writers – I don't know what, like, what the SNY guys were on yesterday. <laughs> like, they, it's one thing, and I said it, it's one thing to criticize a guy's play, criticize the decision towards the end of the game. If it really, because it's like, there's just been so many different things thrown out about 
like what exactly happened. Like Salah probably taking some of the flack for Lafleur and for Wilson. Uh, Lafleur probably taking it for Wilson too. And it's but to go out there and spend like nearly half of the entire post game calling Wilson selfish, like an egomaniac, like a liar. <laughs> for running the ball on the fourth and two play was just like, it's, it's three retired football players who yes. And Gelbs. And, and, and poor Gelbs is just sitting there. just like, <laughs> he's just like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what I should be saying here. I'm just going to shut up and just like, let them go on their rants. But it was just like, you know, and Leger Doosable going on afterward. He's like, this is how I know like none of you have ever spent time on a football field and stuff like that. Yeah, he's barely spent time on a football field. The guy played <laughs> for like a season and a half on the he Jets. Was, and he's his on the best post-game years were show. with the Jets. And it, but it is just like, it's just so weird to see these three guys. And Bart Scott, I don't know if he's still like dying on the Sam Darnold Hill. And he's just hated Zach Wilson for the entire time he's been here. But it was just like so weird to like that. Just bring no. it. Just call this twenty-two-year-old guy, twenty-two-year-old kid's character into question because of one play. He had the he had probably the best game of his career so far in the NFL yesterday, and this one play apparently overshadows it all. No, Bart's that's, a Bart, Bart's a career chaser right now. That's what he. That's is. What, I was going to say. That's what doing the ESPN Talking Head shows does to you. You don't know how to have a normal conversation anymore. You go on Get Up every day. You go on First Take to argue with Stephen A. You don't know how to have a normal conversation anymore. Everybody is either the best to ever do something or the worst to ever do something. There's no incremental progress. I mean, you saw it last week when Stephen A. was on vacation. They just had Ryan Clark on First Take and Get Up saying whatever. Yeah, I want to take Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes for the rest of their what? Like yeah. I love Burrow more. Like the talking head stuff is just painful at this point. It's so forced. It's so contrived. There's no genuine opinions on any of those shows anymore. And it's stuff like that where Bart Scott's on there talking like Zach Wilson should be before the hog because he took a he took a QB six. He read it. The gap was there and he missed. It happens. That's part of football. The there was gap a call. was there. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the call the way, was if you yeah. see that, if you see the defense of the defense line up in this way, you audible to a QB sneak and you go for it there. Yeah. If not, you hand the ball off the Barrios. Guess what? He should have handed the ball off the Barrios. That was a touchdown for sure. Also, another thing is but, like, you know, whatever. I like one or two plays before it, after Barrios made the catch that was like a yard or two shy of the sticks, he was getting up, he was hobbling. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like I I and so like my heart sank. I was like, oh fuck, is another guy gonna get injured? He also did like return the kickoff like after that too. Yeah. Like, yeah so I was yeah. worried. I, so was, I was worried. Yeah. I was worried too though. Same. So yeah, he was fine. But it's entirely possible that Wilson and them went into the huddle, and he said, and they once the play was called, Wilson may, might have said to Barrios, be like, "Do you think you can do this?" And Barrios might have been like, "I don't know." Like blah blah blah. We don't know what they what they said in the huddle and. Just because Wilson, you know, it also goes another thing. It's like if that's like an option play, just just don't do don't call that sort of play. Like just don't yeah. give the option. Like that is into, as you know, totally on the table as well. I I think it was as simple as he read what he was supposed to read and he did what he was supposed to do, and. Yeah, you can say that the coaches were covering for him because I guess they technically need to cover for him because he's the rookie quarterback, and that's the the terminology that you have to use if we're being honest. But, I mean, I think everybody was on the same page here. Yeah. You know, unless, unless we're just severely 
misreading the circumstances that 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 occurred i i think that it's very obvious that the guys on the sny show are just they're doing a little too much yeah and by a little too much i mean way too fucking much and they need to chill the fuck out like <laughs> and that was just yesterday and it's really frustrating because i generally i generally i like that like after show because i i do like willie clone and i like leger doosable normally bart scott is he's bart scott he, at I mean, this point he, him and Alan Hahn have a show and on the radio and it's on ESPN. Like they simulcast it. And like, he's, he's career chasing right now. He's trying to, he's trying to get to becoming like Ryan Clark where he's on get up every morning. Right. And I cry. I, I don't, I didn't see it. Um, on, I might've switched over to red zone by that point, but so I have no idea if it's true, but if Bart Scott actually went up there and said that Justin Fields played yesterday and looked like a franchise quarterback when he just, he just didn't play in that Bears Giants game. That's like uh, that's like the funniest thing. It's like it's just perfect, like you were saying, Nick. Just like perfect talking head type thing. It's like when Stephen A. said he was looking forward to Derek Johnson against Hunter Henry on Monday Night Football, and neither of those guys was playing. That Derek Johnson was out of the league two years, and Hunter Henry tore his ACL in Week Two of that season. Yeah, but at least he Stephen A. has a at least Stephen A. has like an excuse. Like he's just spread thin. And you know what? We know what Stephen and we know what Stephen A.'s de- like deal is. Like he just yeah, it's a bit. He's Stephen A. It's a bit, and oh, and, entertaining. I, and, and I, yeah, like, and I oh, love oh, him oh. for, I love him for that. Like Stephen right. A. Stephen A. is the most underpaid man at ESPN, and he's the <laughs> highest paid employee there. <laughs> you know, but like we we know what we're getting with Stephen A. Like Bart Scott's trying to be Stephen A. and trying to be Ryan Clark and trying to get on these shows. Who, by the way, Ryan Clark still has me blocked. And you know what, Ryan Clark. <laughs> I'll admit it. You were right. Sam Darnold does suck, but yeah, um, I got blocked. Can't win I them all. Can't I called him an all. idiot for saying that the Jets should trade him in like the mid, like like a two games into year two, which at the time was really stupid to do. But also, like, he ended up being right. So whatever. <laughs> um, I don't care. You don't. I don't. I'm not asking him to unblock me. I, that's not what I'm asking here. Um, but you know what? I'll. I'm. I'm gonna be the bigger man here, and I'll admit that you were right. Um, but Bart Scott is. Like when you were telling me that you like, first of all, I don't watch that show. Um, when the Jets game's over, the Jets game's over, and I switch the Reds on, especially when I'm in two ch- fantasy championships. Which, by the way, I won one yesterday. It's not over yet tonight. I'm up 23, and my opponent has Pat Fryermuth. So I think I'm okay, but I think you're okay. Probably not. I, I, won, like, I won the toilet bowl, so I won't finish in last place this season. Love to see that. that. that love big, to see that. You know. Um. I don't watch that show, but you were like, I was very, I was the closest I've ever been to tuning in. Um, because, because <laughs> of what you were saying. Because of what you were saying. And yeah, like, I don't know. It it, 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 it comes across to me as three guys who uh, they all play defense or no, Willie Colon played offensive line, didn't he? Yeah, he was offensive line. All right, that's still the same as defense, basically. Like, that's not a skill. But none of them are skill position guys. None of them had the ball in their hands. Um, none of them had to make a decision like Zach Wilson needed to make a decision in that situation. So, you know what? I, I don't really take too much stock into what they're saying, regardless when it comes to offense. You know, if you want to talk about locker room stuff, defense, if you want to talk about what it takes to win a championship, um, sure. You know, because they got two Super Bowls between them, right? But... Uh, like Willie is a Super Bowl with the Steelers, right? Yeah. Um, 
But when it comes to making a, a split second decision on an option play on fourth and two against when, when, when you have the, be, the best quarterback in the history of the sport looming in the distance, um, I, I just don't give a fuck what they have to say at all. Uh, they've never been in that situation. They have no expertise in that situation. And uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. So, you know what, they can say that all they want. And yes, they're the ones that have the talk, the TV show on SNY. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, how, how big of an expert are they? Like, there are no more experts than we are. Like, I guess they're technically bigger experts than we are because they've been on the football field in the pro setting before. But even so, like, I have as much experience as they do in making a split decision like that on offense in a big situation. Um, and you know what? I think it's very, very we, we've gone through it. It's very obvious that it was an option play. He had to read the defense, something that he's done a really good job of the last five weeks. And he picked the wrong one. Pick the wrong option. It happens. We, we we keep our fourth pick overall, and we Zach Wilson played the best game he's played of his career. I'd say it was a win-win of the day. I don't mm-hmm. know about you guys. I mean, the only thing that would have changed yesterday if they had won, okay, like I, and I think you and I said it last week, that we didn't think they were going to win, but it would have been awesome if they did. Yeah. Uh, and if they did win, the only thing that would have changed yesterday, I think, is – the Giants would have moved to four and the Jets would have moved to like five. It's like five or six. Like the, the, the draft position didn't change, wouldn't have changed one way or the other. So like that, that much at least, you know, so it's, it's not a great tragedy one way or the other. And if draft position stayed exactly where it was, then yeah, all the draft position losers got their wish yesterday. And, but just put it, and we all said it, I think once the ball got it back into Brady's hands, yeah, no timeouts left. This with, this de- with, with this defense, yeah, absolutely. With this defense, I mean, they marched right down. I mean, the Jags let I mean, they let the the Jags march like basically the same situation. They let them march right down the field last week. So yeah. Brady cut them right up. This that throw the, at the end was insane. That throw, uh, the touchdown, the Brady touchdown throw is just. That's why it's he's the, disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. You, sh- you shouldn't and, be able to make that play. Yeah, I mean, Elijah yeah. Riley, God bless him, he tried to make that play, but he, <laughs> just, like, he just reacted like a ha- like a second too late. And yeah. it was just like, I you're think not they, gonna, yeah, you know, you know what, when we look back at this game next season and we go through when we, you know, event, like inevitably go through like, all right, well, he played well against Cincinnati, he played well against Tennessee. He played well against a, like, in the first half against the Eagles, whatever. You're going to look back at this game and be like, the best game he played was that loss against Tampa, where they should have won. And this <laughs> yeah. is a game that you'll remember where he was like, all right, like they played against, one of the four best teams in football late in the season when things are like shelled out and you know, who's who, right. This isn't like week four against Tennessee or like week like eight against the, like the, the Bengals where he didn't even play. Um, things are settled now and we know who's who and what's what we know who's playing well, who's playing, not who's not playing well. And Zach Wilson, you can't take this away from him. He played well. This is, all right, here's a, here's a question. Do you feel better about Zach Wilson right now than you did about Sam Darnold post Green Bay Houston? Hmm. No, just because I always thought Darnold was going to be the guy because that Rose Bowl is still seared into my brain. I, I always thought Darnold was going to be amazing because of he was yep. playing so 
chaotically within just i always assumed he was going to be a top 10 quarterback because of how his career in college was and those usc teams weren't amazing there were good players on them but they asked him to do a lot and he made it work and i always assumed he would be a special yeah player. but you know what you know what so he had that rose bowl and he was amazing and he and he ripped my heart out and he ripped your heart out and then that season after he lost juju and yeah. he turned the ball over a lot that season. Um, and we should have we should have known that was our first sign that we should have known. We should have known. Uh, but that's interesting that you thought you you were you, so that those the, the Green Bay and the Houston games of Darnold's Darnold. I think it was it was rookie year. Yeah, it was his rookie year. You feel you feel better now about you feel better about Darnold then than you do about Zach Wilson now post Tampa. The one thing I will add is a slight addendum to that. Uh, I like your coordinator a lot more now. I think Mike LaFleur oh, yeah. calling the offense is oh, a he's... lot better than anything Sam ever had. And I think that's something that is part of this discussion that we kind of lose a little bit where we're so focused on the performance. The environment is just better. Zach has a significantly better environment right now, in spite of how little talent there is on the roster because of how hurt it is right now. I at least feel like you have a decent coach in Rob Sala, and I feel like Mike LaFleur has a feel for what the offense needs to be and what they can do once they get a little bit more talent is encouraging. Whereas with Zach, excuse me, with Sam, it was always, all right, let's go get someone in free agency. All right, let's drop Levin here. We got Adam Gase in here. We'll figure it out. Sam will figure it out. Whereas now I feel like there's a coherent plan. And I think as I was saying that about Sam and then you started talking, Jesse, it, it hit me where it was like, at the very least, I feel like Sam never had this much opportunity for success. I think now he's got a full year under his belt at the NFL level, Zach, and he's going to have a chance to take steps to be good next year. Not just us looking at box scores and wanting to see competency. We want to see good. That That's the reason you yeah. draft a quarterback second overall. Right. Now there's an opportunity next season to be actively good, whereas Sam, it was always going to be an uphill battle of can he overcome what's around him. Right, like there, there'll be games where Sam will play well. He'll throw, he'll still have two interceptions. Yeah, right? he'll have three touchdowns, two interceptions. Whereas, like Zach hasn't turned the ball over in five weeks. Um, right. If we see that, if 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 we start the year next year and he and he continues to take care of the football, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, coming off of the Sam Darnold era, where a guy who turned the ball over a lot, um, seeing Zach take care of the football uh, and make smart decisions with the football is something that we haven't had as Jets fans from our quarterback since probably Chad Pennington, mm -hmm. um, you know, boneheaded decision after boneheaded decision from the quarterbacks, whether it be Ryan Fitzpatrick or Mark Sanchez or Geno Smith or like, Josh McCown, uh, Josh or McCown or Luke Falk. Luke Falk. I, I, I can I, never – I'm not going to get mad at Luke Falk because, man, that guy was just shoved into that situation. I was at that game. I yeah. was at the game where Dude. Simeon broke his ankle, and they, I was uh, like, who is that coming into the game yeah. right now? And so, I, I had to Google who it was. The Jets offensive line is, like, trying to hold back the Browns and, like, Miles Garrett, and then <laughs> Trevor Simeon just gets absolutely annihilated by the Browns <laughs> defensive line, and then Luke Falk is just like – well, shit. <laughs> I guess I have to go play in a game. I guess I, yeah, I guess I got to play now. And not Fuck. only that, he has to go play in Foxborough against the Patriots like the next week. 
<laughs> like, oh my god it's like oh god you guys but, you guys are troopers man like we giant fans are starting to get antsy now after like three really <laughs> embarrassing season you guys are in, have endured so much more than us it's i we talk about this all the time it's the mel gibson meme yeah uh, the, it, it, we, we think we know what pain is but you guys were molded by it we've been you guys it. were molded by it yeah we've been doing it for 10 we've been at this for 10 years now it's and it's just they, you they nearly adopted yeah. the dark. Yeah, exactly. We were born in it. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, and you, Jesse, you asked like, uh, what? Who I feel better about now? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's your answer to that question? I think I felt better. Maybe this is me just being more cautious this time around because I've got my heart broken before. You know, I'm just maybe I'm uh, not trying to look for love again too quickly um of course and like you know sam i felt really great about after that packer game like i felt really good and i thought he was going to be the guy i thought i thought you know they're going to clean house they're going to get rid of uh they're going to get rid of bulls they're going to get rid of everyone i thought it was like okay maybe they're going to like take this actually in the right direction then the second they hired gase i was like this Mm, that's bad really bad and it was because the Jets irrevocably ruined Sam Darnold and, you know, cost him a shot at like probably having a decent NFL career, whether that was with the Jets or now with the Panthers, you know, um, now the Panthers are stuck in a bad spot too, or that like they still need a quarterback. So yeah, um, no, I'm with you. Like, so like with Wilson, I'm very encouraged now because like he's doing what he's doing, like we said, without his top three guys, you know, he's, um, and honestly, at this point, even saying that Crowder is one of his top three guys is kind of like, is he? He's I mean, gone. Bar- he's a cap Barrios, casualty. Oh, he's gone. He's, he's gone after this season. But, I mean, Barrios, even when they were he, they were both on the field, was really kind of outperforming him. But not having Corey Davis, not having Elijah Moore. Um, he lost Michael Carter in the first quarter yesterday, you know, to a uh, – Yeah, that murdered me in fantasy. I'm uh, – yeah, I mean, uh, almost me too. I mean, I had him for – I'm you know, still up tw- – like- this is the but, league where I'm still up 23, but still a fucking bullshit. So I, mean, I like Michael I'm, Carter a lot. Yeah. He is I know, very. He's going to be. He's him. Him, Elijah Moore, and still Jerry out on Zach. But those two are going to be just very good for the Jets for the foreseeable future. And yeah. yeah. I said, uh, you know, I have a. I mentioned it, I think, a few times on this pod, but I have a group text message with my dad, my uncle, and one of their like childhood friends who are, are all Jet fans. And my dad said it to me over Christmas too. And I, I made a joke about Makai Becton having uh, his kid and how the kid's going to be like an absolutely massive baby because Makai Becton's so big. But then we started talking about injuries and like just classic like three old guys talking about how uh, guys don't play through injuries anymore. You know, no one's tough. Like, you know, my dad started saying that like, Dick Buckus would go out there every week. I was like, all right, dad, like, come on. It's like, okay, I'll like, <laughs> maybe they would go out there. But yeah, these guys are, these guys look back yeah, they have lifelong injuries and like their lives were irrevocably ruined by like playing football. And, you know, you hope with guys like Carter and guys like Moore that they're going to do for Zach Wilson what nobody on the Jets like ever did for Sam Darnold, you know, um, you hope. And then you hope whoever they bring in uh, in this draft, you know, with the Panthers being as bad as they are, the Jets are going to have two, probably two, they're going to have four picks in the top 40, most likely. And those are the types of picks that lay the foundation for the future. So, yeah. All right. 
we're going to play a game that we've played before Connor, but mm-hmm. Nick is here. So we're going to play this game with him. And I think I've come to the conclusion that the jets aren't going to go wide receiver in the draft. At all. Um, in, the first just, round, you mean? in the first round, probably not okay. the second round either. Uh, maybe the second round. Um, but they're just a ton of free Asian wide receivers this year. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's dissuaded. Joe Douglas is dissuaded from spending money on a free agent wide receiver because of Corey Davis. And they're going to pay Braxton Berrios that we pray. Um, so you have Elijah Moore and Braxton Berrios as your two receivers and Corey Davis. Right. And then you have potentially another one you can bring in. Right. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think maybe if you pay, if you pay Braxton Berrios, you're probably not going to bring in another receiver. Uh, through free agency right now, Braxton Berrios, they gave him a market value on Spotrack. Not everybody gets that. Not everybody gets that. Uh, 5.9. He's getting, he's getting uh, the, the Cole Beasley, Keelan Cole, Kendrick Bourne, Alan Hearns contract. Mm -hmm. Um, So first question is, are you bringing back Braxton Berrios or are you looking elsewhere at other receivers, because there, let me tell you, there are some very, very interesting names on this list, and I'll go through them. All right, before you make your decision, all right, I'm going to go from the bottom up. Michael Gallup, who ACL. is looking, who is looking. So, is that for sure torn? Yeah, yeah Jerry, Jerry said, said it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's, inter- yeah. interesting. So he was make he was looking to make 11.6. Mm-hmm. Or in the Spo track. That is very interesting and very unfortunate for him. Um, DJ Chark, he's coming off injury, right? Yes. He's been yeah, out. He I broke his so. ankle or he broke his ankle or his leg like week two or three of the season. Yeah, that's another injury guy. Um, so probably not him. Khalif Raymond, probably not him. He has a market value for some reason. I don't know why. Um Odell. Jets would never do it. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think they would do it. Even for the low enough in the New York media to that too. The low, it. low price of five point six million per. He's getting more than that. He's definitely gonna get he's gonna get at least ten. The veteran minimum for wide re- the, like established well, the, wide receiver gets ten minimum. So they were look I'm looking at the the comps. AJ Green got six million, TY Hilton got eight million. The other ones aren't really worth mentioning. Muhammad Sanu <laughs> and Marvin Jones. Um, all right, so no on him. Christian Kirk. That's an d- interesting one. He, he's mm-hmm. always been good. He's decent possession guy. That's not a terrible idea. That's. He's looking to make eleven point nine million per. Eh. For that, that I think that's, that's a lot. lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a little bit. That's a little bit less than Corey Davis is making. Yeah, no. If it, if it's going to cost that, no way. Yeah, you'd be better spending that money elsewhere. Draft a receiver in round two or three for $11 million. I think upside is what you're looking for here because you already have wide receivers pretty firmly entrenched where you have Davis, Berrios, and um, Elijah Moore. Those are three pretty entrenched guys, and the Jets aren't like Arizona where they're going to be in a lot of four and five receiver sets often because of the type of offense they run. They, they need a tight end more than mm-hmm. they need another wide gonna receiver. Be, they're going to throw the bag at Dalton Schultz, I think. That would be good. Um, I would hate that. Yeah. Um, all right. A couple more. Cedric Wilson on Ooh, Dallas. You could have double pass guy. You can use him for gimmicky things. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. He's looking to make like six mil. 
that's by the way, um, I really like on that first touchdown yesterday that Bar- like the play was obviously for Barrios to throw the ball to Wilson. Yeah. And Barrios was just like, fuck it, I'm doing it myself. All right, big name here. Mike Williams. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah. And he's had some he bad had that, he had that big catch yesterday, which yeah. helped. Helped with my fantasy game. Uh, 16.3 million per. Yeah. That's a that's lot a for lot. someone who's not a number one. That, that He's another Corey Davis type guy where if he's a compliment, that's great, but he's not a one. He's not going to mm-hmm. drive your offense. AJ Green. One year, maybe, but. Yeah. Eh. T.Y. Like a very Jets move to get a guy at the tail end of his career. I yeah. think T.Y. is either a Colt or he's retiring. I don't think he's going yeah, to another I agree. team. Yeah. Do you bring back Jamison Crowder? If he takes it, well, no, because no, because the math doesn't work. If you're cutting him to save money, you wouldn't sign him to bring him back. That doesn't. Yeah, make and, sense. He, and he already took a pay cut going into the season. Yeah, so. and right. you can't restructure he's, him because it's last year of his deal next year, right? He's gonna try and get paid. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I think Joe Caparoso said it. He said it last year. I think he's been <laughs> he's been blowing up my timeline, bragging about how he said. Uh, Barrios is just a cheaper version of Jameson Crowder. And I remember him yeah. when he tweeted that last year and everyone laughed at him. Well, egg on all our faces because he's kind of right. <laughs> and something right. else to add to that. Yes. We very clearly can see Zach likes Barrios. He gets yeah. open. He looks 100%. for him. And there's a, there's a rapport there. That's important. You can't yeah. just drop a wide receiver in here and expect them right away. I mean, Corey Davis never really got comfortable while he was in there before he got hurt. It took him a while to get going. The drops early in the year were a problem. Barrios clearly has a synergy going. That matters. Keep The three they have right now is fine. Those are a good three. Low end guy, like you were saying, somebody in that six to ten million range. In that range, okay, you could sell me on this being the four, and then Barrios is your super gadget guy. You want to use him the way the Cowboys use a Cedric Wilson? Sure, I'd be fine with that. But you can't go throwing a ton of money when you need a, basically a whole defense, a, yeah. literally a whole defense. So wide receiver is kind of a luxury right now when you have three guys who are going to clearly be ahead of them on the depth chart. All right. On that note, there's three more names. Then they're all big names. These are guys who, like, if you want a number one, you go get okay. these guys. Devontae Adams. He's getting tagged, I believe, Not is what happening. I saw. I saw yesterday that I believe Schefter reported it at like 10 a.m. That if they cannot come to a long-term agreement with him, he's going to get tagged. And if Roger, whatever happens with Rogers, Adams is going to be on Green Bay next year, even just as a tagged player. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Chris Godwin. Not after the injury. I mean, the injury scares me. The injury scares me a lot. I mean, that was bad. That was a bad. See, it doesn't. It it doesn't scare me with him because of the style that he plays. Yeah. Um, maybe his explosiveness, like getting up, like physical height, he can jump because he was. He's he's a guy who can win those one-on-one matchups. He's been able to do that since college. Um, but he's been like Brady's like safety valve, like underneath guy, and I don't know if an ACL is really gonna like affect him that much uh with the way people come back from acls these days um last name this is a, this is a, this is a, a a contentious name somebody who's been linked to the jets in the past uh okay. by by a lot of fans who want him not necessarily like any direct connection to the jets but alan robinson 
traits wise, yes. I understand, like, he's your big physical outside guy. You have Elijah Moore in the slot and Corey Davis opposite. I can see that from a schematic perspective, that making sense. I don't know if Allen Robinson is good anymore because he has been abysmal this year, like non-existent in that offense. And Mm -hmm. yes, I know that offense is non-functioning right now, but it was pretty mediocre last year and he was still able to get some production. Do you think that's that's an impact of the erratic QB play? It's definitely part of it. Fields, you know? Um, I'm just mad at in general. Like, you know? Yeah. I'd be pretty checked out too if I were him. I mean, he's playing on a tag, isn't he? Right. He's probably pissed. So I would imagine he'd be pissed. You know, now he's finally going to be. Is he unrestricted? Yeah. This is year? this is this is the type of guy who is playing on a tag, and he's pissed. He's playing on a tag, and he knows he can still play, but he wants to get paid, and he's not going to get. He's not going to lose production when he gets paid. He's not going to be one of the guys who is worse when he gets paid, right? Uh, because he wants to show everybody he can still play. He's right. how old now? 29, 20, 28. He's, 20, he's 28. Okay. I think you give him like a three-year deal, like fit like 14 per. And like, you know, this is that this is if you want to go after him. Right. And mm-hmm. this, this is for any team. Any team. You give him like three years with a fourth year option and um a team option, obviously. Um, and you pay him like 14 and a half. And you hope that he's and, and you and you think you think and you yeah you hope that he's the guy that you think he he can still be um, somebody who's amazing in contested catch situations and is just a solid downfield threat um, red zone guy he's big he can he can win those one on one battles. Put it this way, that's a guy I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having. Yeah, put it this way: the last big name receiver the Jets got from the Bears was Brandon Marshall, and he came and that in. That Came into the Jets 2015 and had like what was it, 1500 yards? Yeah. And him and Decker that year. The fact that 2015 the Jets had not one but two receivers over with over a thousand yards receiving still blows my mind. You know, and I'm not saying um, you know history is going to repeat itself with Allen Robinson necessarily, but out of all those names you just listed off, those like three guys, um, he's the one I see the I feel most comfortable with because Devontae Adams, like you were saying, Nick isn't going anywhere. So yeah. So well, let's do tight ends real quick because I think we all agree that that's the position the Jets need more, and we'll it's it's a much shorter list. Don't worry. Um, but then the top the top tight end this year yards wise is that's gonna be a free agent is dalton schultz and he's mm. looking to make it like 12 million is that too much too little it depends what if you're committed to running the type of offense lafleur wants to you need a very good receiving mm-hmm. tight end that can block if you want to run that offense at the best version of it, you need your version of george kittle basically you need somebody who's going to be able to block in the run game which is important because that is the foundation of this offense is running the ball and the jets managed to run the ball okay against tampa which was weird because tampa has a really good run defense and it wasn't even michael carter because he was out after the first quarter it was the backups who were running the ball it was the the offensive line the offensive line was just opening holes uh, jesse again i we uh trashed the mullet man last week Dan Feeney. He was good at center. He was really good yesterday. He was, yeah. he was, he was uh, considering who he was up he was getting up against Vita Vea for 
practically yeah. the whole game. And he was doing him and Elijah Bear Tucker were doing work, you know. Yeah. AVT and LD and LDT. Uh, they're they're both very good guards, and I want them both. I want <laughs> I want I want Duvernay Tardif back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I stand. All right, so we are in on Dalton Schultz. I mean, the guy, the next highest guy is Mike Kosicki. Um, in terms he of doesn't yards, block, but he doesn't yeah. block. He has so Dalton Schultz played 957 snaps. And they've both played 16 games and Gasicki's played 789 snaps, which I think shows you, um, you know, Schultz is playing the, the rushing downs as well. The early down, um, he's an early down guy. Um, I think Gasicki's looking to make a little, yeah, about a little less money. Um, uh, the next name is Gronk. Um, no. no. He's going to stay in Tampa. Um, I mean, obviously, I would love to have Gronk because he's still amazing, but, but he's not going anywhere without, without Brady. Yeah, uh, Zach Ertz, uh, he's not going to a non contender, I wouldn't think. I think at this yeah. point in his career, he wants to play for one more Super Bowl. Tyler Conklin, as a two, yes, as a one, no. CJ Uzoma, very good blocker. Um, I don't know if he's good enough as a possession tight end to be what you need there the one i was going to suggest who is going to probably be a cap casualty is austin hooper of the browns who's already gotten a fat payday and he's a little bit older and i think he'd be willing to come here and he's a good blocker and you saw it in atlanta two years ago when he no three years ago now really good red zone target i think austin hooper could fit i like that name yeah i like that name too. uh it's kind of like a when the jets had austin Tavarian jenkins Yes. Yeah, kind of strikes me as that a little bit. Uh, still, still mad about that play. Oh, yes. that? Do you remember yeah. that? Oh my god, a touchdown! Uh, yeah. It's like no, he fumbled it out of the back of the end zone. No, he against didn't. The, it was a touchdown against like, the Pats. Yeah, ugh. disgusting. Um, David Njoku. That's an upside guy. If you get him cheap, yes. But other than that, the the drops are infuriating because mm-hmm. that guy is a physical freak. But same thing just... with Evan Ingram. Yep. Yeah. That's just Except- at least in Joku blocks. Ingram Yeah, Ingram Ingram's, Ingram's a wide receiver. Ingram's a wide receiver. No, I was talking about the I was talking about the drops. Um yeah. a, a name that I have thrown out that I am interested in having on the Jets next year um is Mo Ali Cox. Um, okay. he's just a big fucking dude who can block. I know he can block. I've watched him. He's awesome. And um He's not exactly a, a pass catcher, um, but and a, the thing you need two tight ends for this offense. So you're right, looking right. at who's right now: Tyler Croft, uh, Ryan Griffin. One nope, of those they're, guys. They're both out. They're both out. They're both out. Now. Yeah. Well, no. T- Are either- no, Daniel Brown is out. Right? Is Tyler no, Croft hurt too? Yeah, or, everybody's or, hurt, dude. <laughs> Are either who's of those the tight guys ends under- next week? Kenny Yaboa and yeah, you Connor. <laughs> it's you Connor. I hope you yeah, can block. Me. <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> what, um, I, what I meant was, are either of them under contract for next year? Is what I was trying to ask. That didn't come um, out right, but because one of those guys and then one of the guys we've suggested, that's a good setup here. You need two Croft guys. Is, Croft is is not going to be here next year, and Griffin. Griffin was signed again by McCagnan, I think. I think he. McCagney yeah, he. Extended. Griffin has a multi-year contract, so okay, he's still so Griffin. The- Griffin is your two, and then one of these guys is your one. I like that. You need two tight that. ends for this offense. Yeah. 
I think that's a reasonable foundation to work with. Your offensive line, you hope Becton comes back. And I see what they're trying to do. And I think this is this is a feasible plan. There is at least a plan. That That's good for the Jets. The Jets have not had a plan in a while. So there is progress here. Yes. All right. We're going to do our last segment of the episode now. And that is to figure out what the hell we need to happen next week in order for good things <laughs> to happen to the Jets. Um, and so something did happen that, that, that could have been helpful if the lions pulled through, but they didn't pull through, um, those damn fucking lions. (laughs) Um, so right now the jets have the fourth pick, right? That's what we're looking at right now. Um, and it looks like Seattle is like kind of locked into like the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fucking awesome. I think that's the best thing ever. It just help even more. Obviously, Arizona winning next week just helps even more. But yes, it's very right. awesome. Thanks, Jamal. Well, so yes, we need Arizona. Yes, thank you, thank you, press. The press. Thank you, press. All, All right. So we're gonna go through each matchup, and we're gonna determine how the hell this is all gonna play out, and we're gonna see where the Jets end up, and hopefully it's in the top four, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe top three, but probably not. Because um, I think, um, I think that they, I think that the top two they? are pretty much locked in, right? Why can't uh, they get to three? Who's Jags. who's ahead of them right now? Texas. Houston, Houston, Houston. Three. Uh, they Houston. own the they own the tiebreaker, obviously, because the Jets beat them. And Tennessee is going to play because they want the one seed and they want revenge right. too. Yeah. All right, so the Chiefs are going to win, right? They're gonna beat. They're gonna win on. They're gonna win on Saturday against the the Broncos. I would imagine so. Mm. All right, Dallas and the Eagles. They're playing for nothing, right? Uh, I think, yeah, because one Dallas already won the division, and the Eagles could be playing for seeding. Uh, they could be playing to be uh the five or the six. So right. they, if there's a specific team they want to play, they the could seven. have a reason to play. Well, right now they're looking at the seven or the six right now. They That's can't what get, I meant, yeah, yeah. They can't yeah, get yeah. the five. Yeah. Um. So it's basically, are you going to play Tampa or are you going to play L.A.? Or yes. Either way. I mean, honestly, like, they could win or lose and they can end up playing either team um, because of the seeding. Um, Green Bay is not going to be resting their guys, by the way, because they – oh, wait, no, they locked up the one seed, didn't they? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So I think the Eagles win. I think the Eagles win, um, which would be hilarious that they only the, the Cowboys would only win the division by one game. Uh, Ravens or Steelers? Uh, is Lamar alive? Lamar's alive. Okay, yes. I, I'm very curious to see how Pittsburgh plays tonight because if they just roll over and die tonight, I think they have nothing to play for next week. But mm-hmm. I, I think Baltimore because I think you have to say Baltimore. All right, Baltimore wins. They get to 9-8. and eight. Uh, the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, neither Apparently, team has any. Yeah, I was going to say, I checked DraftKings before to possibly place a bet, and the Browns are favored right now. But then I but then I remembered that the Bengals are going to be probably resting all their guys. No, the Bengals can be the one seed. No, really? I'm pretty sure they can be the one seed. Oh, they have 10 wins? Ten... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So maybe. I think the Bengals beat them handedly. I think they do too. I mean, and like I, if the know. Chiefs, if the Chiefs lose and say that the Titans lose, 
The Bengals are the one seed. Wow. Okay. So yeah, they're still and they still have something to play for. Um, wait, no, but the Pats, if the Pats win, then the Pats are the one seed. So the Bengals can win hmm. and the Pats can win and the Pats are the one seed, which just disgusts me. But the Chiefs the Bills, are gonna win. The Bills wouldn't be the one seed if they beat the No, Jets. Bills, Bills cannot. This was a this was a little fun fact that uh somebody had on a show yesterday. I forget. It was a poorly done segment. Anyway. Um, all right, so the Bengals win. Uh Packers are playing for nothing against the Lions. Fighting Dan Campbell's. Dan Campbell's. <laughs> we'll give the Lions the win. Um, Tennessee's going to win. They have the one seed on the line. I think they're going to come out and stomp the Texans after the mm-hmm. loss that they had at home. Uh, Colts, Jags. Colts, Colts, right? Yeah. Easy. Bears, Vikings. Uh. If it's Sean Mannion versus God knows who, uh, that game might be the most unwatchable game in the history of professional football. <laughs> I think it was going to be Kirk Cousins will be playing. Yeah, I think Kirk will be playing that. Think? that yeah. I, if he, he's got to get – he's got to test negative still, but uh, Kirk, I, I, I'd lean Vikings, yeah. Because they asked um, Zimmer. They're out of the playoffs. Right? <laughs> Did you see what he but said yeah, they, about they asked Callum? Zimmer, like, who would, he pl- who would he start next week? Like, Mannion or why, why can't we see anything – from Kellen Mond, and he's like, I see Kellen every day. I don't need to see him. <laughs> Zimmer knows he's getting fired. Zimmer yeah, knows he's so getting fired. He doesn't care. Yeah. Like, what um, is that answer? Fo- All right, this is a big draft game. Football team versus Giants. Washington is going to beat the shit out of them. After Joe Judge threw shade at Washington in his press conference, you don't think Ron Rivera has that clip going in the meeting this morning? Oh, I didn't That's hear that. I didn't, I didn't hear this clip. Yeah, no, during Joe Judge's 11-minute diatribe yesterday, <laughs> at one point he said, I know we're still trying because we're not fighting on the sideline like other teams in the league right now. That, that was one of the things he said in that oh, 11 Jesus. minutes. So, yeah, oh Washington God. is going to come out mad. And come All on, right. you saw the Gi- Giants had set the record. Fewest passing yards ever in a football game yesterday. Minus 10. Do you know how hard it is to finish with negative 10 passing yards in a game in this a, era of football? I'm not a Giants fan. I wouldn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn. I just got body bagged. All right. Oh, um, oh, yeah, you set me up for that one. Sorry. All right. Saints, oh, Falcons. Saints, Falcons. Atlanta. Atlanta's trying. Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Atlanta's, uh, Atlanta's like, punched above their weight, I feel like. Yes. Team. Like, they're very a very bad so. team, but I think that. Yeah, I think they've punched above their weight. Is enough, there a but, grosser record yeah. to finish with than eight and nine? <laughs> Atlanta's the best bad team. I think that's yeah. what we can say about them. They're the best or, bad or, team. Or hold on, who's worse? So there's if you if you finish eight and nine, you're a bad team, right? So Minnesota can finish eight and nine based on our our, our picks. Minnesota eight and nine, Atlanta and New Orleans both eight and nine, Miami eight and nine because I think we're gonna pick the Patriots probably. Um, Miami eight and nine. I don't know. Miami, New England is due for that weird game they have against Miami every single year. New England always, like, like I was saying to you uh, guys before, my one of my uh, friends is a huge Dolphins fan, and he always loves to remind me the Patriots really struggled out of Miami yeah. for some reason. That they have just like weird a really things weird thing. Yeah, they have a really weird thing about playing in Miami. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins kind of like went in there and. You know, I'm, I'm not. Are we picking, are we picking the Dolphins? Is that what we're doing right now? We're picking I'm the not Dolphins. Picking them. It's more of a but, pick them type game. Yes. I feel like I really could see it going either way. 
Yeah. All right. Well, the game's in Miami, so that that's weird. That's what I'm saying. There. Yeah. Um, Carolina, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Mm. They're fighting for a second, uh, the two seed. They want us. They want to have that. Um, we're picking the Cardinals. I'm not yeah. letting you guys decide. Just we're picking the Cardinals. Um, and then San Francisco and LA. San Francisco's won five in a row against McVay. Give me San Francisco six in a row. Interesting. All right, and then one more. Uh, Chargers, Raiders. There's a scenario where if Jacksonville wins their game against Indy, the Chargers could kneel out the entire game, and if that game ends in a tie on Monday, both teams make the playoffs. If they get <laughs> that game ends in a tie and the Jaguars beat the Colts, they could both – say we're not going to play zero zero game and they both make the playoffs that's that's wow. correct that is correct according is to according to the playoff so who gets booted in that scenario hold on could you imagine if that happened the colts that, get booted if anybody scenario. would do it it would be brandon staley walk over to, across <laughs> the field hey so uh we're just gonna kneel it out all right we both make the playoffs i mean yeah i mean what the hell <laughs> yeah, why would you risk anybody getting hurt i feel they like agree, they agree to that and the raiders are like <laughs> right at the end and they fake it they, fake it, they, they bomb it they win al <laughs> uh, davis is rolling over in his grave that he can't be a part of Can this. they could they just like agree for to like each forfeit before the game be like, i don't think I don't think the NFL would let them do that nah, because no ESPN is making such a big deal about having two Monday night games this week about mm-hmm. it's a super wild card weekends. All right. So then, game. so then who are we picking chargers or Raiders chargers? I think chargers. chargers. I mean, Her- Herbert's playing like, yeah, he's going to throw from the road yeah. in like the middle of the season, but he's back to being lights out. He's like, going to throw I mean, 550 yards against that Raiders. And then we get, and then we get, and then, so, if, so if all this plays out the way it is right now, we haven't picked the jets bills game, but, the the Chargers win this game. If they win that game, they're the seventh seed, and we get Herbert versus Mahomes again, which would be awesome. That's what we all want. Um, That's what everyone wants. <laughs> however, however, um, we have the Jets and we have the Bills, and this is a game that, at least for Jets fans, there's a lot of revenge involved here because if the Jets win. Nothing happens to the Bills, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but the poetic but justice, poetic wow. justice would be fucking awesome. Very much there. Um, It'd be good for oh, the morale. Yeah, exactly. Like yesterday would have been great for morale. Imagine yeah. you run back into that locker room and you just beat the fucking Super Bowl champions. Like you beat Tom Brady. Like that would have been just so good for morale. And also, eh, maybe a blessing in disguise because if they did win next week, they. Guaranteed, we've got <laughs> by the Bills. Just guaranteed. Yeah. So maybe they go into like maybe this this like the lights of fire under their ass like this week in practice. Be like, guys, we came so close. Now we're going into Buffalo. Like, let's make something happen here. Uh, also, it's weird that I, I feel like like yesterday's game gave the NFL a little bit of like irrational confidence in the Jets because they flexed the game to four twenty five. <laughs> I think that really? might be for. Yeah. I think that I think that might be for um what's it called a uh, competitive reasons where teams that are playing at four o'clock, they don't want where if that game's already over at one, if the jets bills played at one and the result already went one way, they don't want teams not to try at four o'clock. So I would think that's why the jets are playing at four. Now. I would think I would think that. that Interesting. Would make more sense. So, so if the like, jets... I, still, I, I saw it and I was just like, if the jets do I have to win. wait around now, 
If the Jets do win, they just move one spot down to five. I think the Giants take the fourth pick. The Jets are at five, Carolina at six, and Seattle loses. They stay at seven. So they would have five and picks five and seven. Um, a lot. You can do a lot with picks five and yep. seven. So um, any predictions? Any? So are we, are we officially picking the Jets to beat the Bills next week or and any predictions? Because um, I, I'm interested to hear. Uh, depends how hard Buffalo tries. I mean, we saw Buffalo last year in week 17 in a game they didn't really need. They had 50 on Miami in week 17 last year in a game that Buffalo didn't really need to win. But right. they said, we'll murder you. We don't care. <laughs> they also, like, did, did they play that well this past week? Who'd they play? They played uh, the Falcons. And Josh Allen didn't throw for any touchdowns. And he threw yeah, they're going to want to go into the playoffs in a hot streak. They're going to want to exactly. win a couple in a row. Exactly. Um, they're going to they're want to beat up on a lowly team like they did earlier in their life. They're going to, they're gonna, like, you know, it might get bad enough that they'll be able to take out Josh Allen in, like, the third quarter. But, you know, they're going to be they're going to be ready. Yeah. yeah, they'll be ready. Um, all right, boys. Any final thoughts? Uh, anything we we missed that we want to talk about real quick before we, we before we go? I feel like we, we've covered a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Yeah, blast. Nick. Super producer Nick coming on the show. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. Um, it's always fun. All right. I think that I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh Go Jets. Let's see some more progress from Zach Wilson. And then the season on a high note, potentially, that'd be uh, a first here, I feel like. or no, That wouldn't be a first, but it <laughs> certainly would be a long time. Certainly a long time. Uh, if you like anything that we've done and you want to listen to other Gotham Sports Network stuff, you can find us at GothamSN.com. If you want to listen to any other Jetstream episodes, you can find us on anywhere you can find podcasts. That's Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Music. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Gotham SN. You can find me on Twitter at Jesse Finver. You can find Connor where at the NJ Mick. And why is you the NJ Mick? Cause I'm Irish and I'm from New Jersey, Jesse. Damn right. You are. <laughs> and Nick, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, just my name at Nick Zararis. Z A R A R I S. Awesome. Nick, Mr. Zararis. Thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. Go dogs. Uh, he's wearing a Georgia hat right now. Um, and uh, that's it, folks. Any last words? Uh, I guess go Jets. Sure. Why go not? Jets. Go Jets and peace.